Hi there, I'm Ken Cruz, author of Dad Bod, and you're listening to Pop Goes Your World. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. And now it's time for our feature presentation. I'm Chris McBrien, and the pop culture from Generation X is everything to me. And I'm Derek Myers, and I'm here to educate Chris on the great pop culture of today's generation. Episode 231, 1983 Pop Culture Fantasy Draft. McBrien along with Derek Myers and this is Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. Time for another pop culture fantasy draft. Uh, this week, the year 1983 is on the docket. So Derek and I will each be drafting a team of three movies, three TV shows, um, three songs, and one personal pick all from the year 1983. Talk about a you know, trip back in time it's going to be a snake draft as always and then we're going to flip a coin to see who goes first but but before we get started with our draft derek what pop culture have you been able to get into this week hey chris uh only had only had time to uh to watch a few things this week Mm -hmm. unlike the last few where i've just had a long laundry list of stuff so i'll dive right in I had a chance to revisit an older movie, well, older for me, from 1998, uh, a little movie called Croupier. It stars uh, Clive Owen, who was in uh, the movie Inside Man that we watched not too long ago, and um, the great Alex Kingston, who many listeners might remember from um, uh, her work on the TV show ER. She was Dr. Corday or on uh, Doctor Who. She was River Song. Um, They're the two main people in this movie. It's uh, Clive Owen plays a... um, a croupier who works in a little uh, casino and uh, shenanigans ensue. It's 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 not a heist movie. It's more of a we'll call it like a thriller sort of con art. There's like stuff going on where you're not really sure what's happening. But the whole movie is told from from this croupier's point of view. He's actually a writer and he's written uh, he's writing a book about his own experiences in the casino but he's like sensationalizing it a lot more it's it's really interesting i really enjoyed it when it came out uh, i hadn't seen it in a long time it showed up uh, on my pick list and i thought yeah i'm gonna give this another go and uh i really enjoyed it i i, I liked it more than i remembered uh liking it i thought ah, this is just gonna be okay but no I, I thought it was really good i was i was very happy to revisit that one i love by the way how you say i've got an older movie this week it's from 1998 and then my immediately my first thought is that's a newer movie to me <laughs> so it's like that's it's all a matter of perspective exactly that's like this podcast in a nutshell really you're yeah. like hey let's go back in time to like 2000 i'm like that sounds pretty new there to me <laughs> so okay uh, carry on i uh i had uh, so then then we move a little further ahead i had a chance to rewatch. i i had a couple hours to kill the other night and i need to like clean up and do laundry so i'm like i gotta just throw something on in the background that i'm going to enjoy listening to that i don't have to watch every single scene sure. and i threw on iron man the first oh. movie in the mcu oh yeah. and you made you know, me watch that for this podcast it, it was, it it was the first still, mcu movie i ever saw yeah it is still one of my favorites i think if i had to make a list of my top five favorite mcu films of all of them that have come out iron man still makes my top five it is mm-hmm. very strong it's really good it really holds up I really enjoyed it. It was a fun revisit. Even though I wasn't like glued to the screen, I could hear what was going on. I watched some scenes when I'm like, oh, I know what's coming up. I'd sit down and watch it. No, it was it was a fun revisit. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. I know most people have seen that one. No, you know uh, me. Th- I watched nothing after 1989, and I actually kind of liked that movie. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. No, it, 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 yeah, it was really good. Not bad. Yeah. And then uh, I watched two uh, two much newer ones, 2020 and 2022, both on Netflix. So I mentioned last week that I watched the miniseries Dope Sick on Disney Plus uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Michael Keaton. And uh, sure enough, TV and the Internet being what it is, is listening all the time. So they said, hey, Michael Keaton was in a movie in 2020. You may not have watched. You should watch it. We recommend you watch it. And so he was in a movie called Worth from 2020. It's on Netflix. And this movie is based on a true story. And it f- features Michael Keaton's character as a lawyer uh, who, after the 9-11 attacks in, um, in New York City, the people that lost loved ones and the first responders that got sick, they all sued because they're like, 
there was negligence. There was there, you know, there's there was a lot of people to blame and everyone wanted to point the finger at someone. And the American way is you sue and you get paid. So Michael Keaton's plays the lawyer who the government basically picked to figure out what is a person's life worth. Hence, the title of the show is Worth. And it was it was a very interesting movie. It wasn't uh, it wasn't very flashy or sexy. I mean, it's about a lawyer uh, dealing with people who have lost people in the most tragic and, and unimaginable ways. So there's a lot of baggage that comes with it. But I mean, Michael Keaton's great. Um, Stanley Tucci is in it as well. And uh, and he's pretty good um, as sort of the, the person fighting for the victims, because uh, in the movie, he plays a guy who's lost his wife. And um yeah, it was interesting. Again, it was educational because I didn't really I, I assumed that that had happened, but I, I wasn't really aware of the specifics. And so the movie does a good job of um, sort of pulling back the curtain a little bit and and giving you a, a, a better understanding of how things came about and how people got some sort of restitution uh, regarding the loss of their loved ones or in the case of first responders who got sick, how they um how they got financial compensation uh, to help them with their medical bills. So, again, it's not uh, it's not something for everyone, but um, but if you're you know if you like Michael Keaton, uh, it, it was decent. Uh, last one I the last uh, feature film I saw was a recent drop on Netflix from 2022, starring Jamie Fox as a uh, vampire hunter, and it's called Day Shift, and it it also stars Dave Franco the lesser of the Franco brothers. And, uh, it's, oh, it also has Snoop Dogg as Jamie Foxx's vampire hunting partner. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was better than it had any right to be. I'm not saying it was fantastic, but if you're into like, you know, sort of light action, light comedy, shoot 'em up vampire kind of movies. Like if that's like, yeah, that sounds like that checks enough of my boxes. Give it a try. It was, it was, I honestly, I watched it while I was on my exercise bike. I'm just like, I need something to keep my brain occupied while my muscles are doing their thing. And uh, that's what I watched was Jamie Foxx killing vampires for wow. two hours. So and not all in one sitting, <laughs> but uh, again, it was fun. It, it was what it was. I'd say it's probably like a six out of 10. Like it's not winning any awards, but uh, it was entertaining. And uh, then I had finally had a chance to watch an amazing documentary. For 40 days and 40 nights, watch documentaries. Likes to learn about the world. It's Derek's documentaries. Derek's documentaries. Oh, what'd you watch? So uh, I've been mentioning over the last few weeks, Netflix has a series of sports-related uh, documentaries, a series called Untold. And so they dropped four episodes of this Untold, which is their season two. And I, I watched them out of order. So there was the one on the, the upstart uh, company and one that did basketball paraphernalia. Yes, there was the that. one about the the referee, basketball referee that bet on his own games. Mm-hmm. Then there was one about the America's Cup, where the Australians eventually end up yes. beating the the U.S. for the America's Cup, the yacht race. Mm-hmm. And so those were episodes two, three, and four. So I went back and watched episode one, which was actually a two parter, and it was called "The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist," and it's about the football player. Um, oh my God, I can't really think of his name. Matt Titeo, I think is his name, where he was basically catfished in the most public of possible forums and uh, everything came to light at the worst possible time, uh, just like a week before he was be- gonna get drafted into the NFL and his life just sort of fell apart. And this documentary uh, tries to put some perspective on what at the time seemed like a ridiculous story. And uh, I mean, I didn't know anything about it. I don't follow football, I don't follow college football. I didn't know anything about this at all. So it was completely new to me. But I talked to some people after who were like, yeah, I remember like when it happened in the moment and it was just the media ran totally out of control with this story, taking it in places that it probably should have never gone. And uh, it just the documentary really just makes you feel bad for everybody that was involved, or at least it did for me. It's it's fantastic. It's two one hour episodes. Um, it's it's definitely one of the better documentaries I've seen all year. I mean, this whole series was really good, but this one definitely lives up to the hype. So again, it's on Netflix. The series is called Untold, and this one was called The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist, and it's uh, season two, episode one, and it, it's two parts. So check that one out if you're looking for something on Netflix. Cool. That's it for me. Uh, so over to me. So I actually went and visited my parents this past week. And we were hanging out and then my dad, he goes to bed earlier. So he goes to bed and my mom and I stayed up and watched the baseball game. We both love baseball. 
So what does that have to do with pop culture? Well, the baseball game gets done and I'm flipping it around and I put it on AMC and Revenge of the Nerds was on. On AMC? Yes, on AMC. So I said, I was like, Mom, no offense, but I'm watching this movie. Like, I can't not watch this movie. So she's like, well, yeah, I don't want to watch this. I'm going to bed. So I'm like, probably a good thing. You don't want to watch Revenge of the Nerds with your mom. So she goes to to bed and I put this thing on. So the movie, have you ever watched anything on AMC? I think you've mentioned in the past, you have this like disdain for AMC, if I remember correctly, because they, they censor everything, right? Uh, it's the censorship that bothers me because Breaking Bad is an AMC production. Better Call Saul is a better is an AMC production, and those shows are fantastic. Yet you have AMC showing real Hollywood movies, and they just cut, cut, cut stuff out of it. Now I get it. On mainstream America TV, you can't show boobs. Oh my my my. It is what it is. But come on, in this day and age, how do you not let them say the things they that they want? Especially a movie from the 80s. Like, we have moved past a point where things that were said in the 80s that were 80s that were in bad taste or considered inappropriate, for the most part, are not considered inappropriate anymore. But anyway, that's that's my two cents. Doesn't AMC also have The Walking Dead? Yes. There's like, like all this they have gore some quality and, programming. And they have but there's lots of gore in that and it's and it's violent and um and there's a lot of swear words in it and stuff. But you're right. They put these movies on from the eighties and they cut them out. So Revenge of the Nerds, I put it on AMC. It's a ninety minute film. With the AMC censoring out all of the swearing and nudity, it was down to four minutes and thirty two seconds. <laughs> The commercial breaks were longer than that thing. Tell you, I don't think much revenge was was gotten in oh, a four God. minute movie. It was pretty. It was awful. And I mean, I, I, you know me, I like that movie. I always get a kick out of that movie, and I laugh at a lot of it. But uh, yeah, it was pretty bad on AMC. So do not watch Revenge of the Nerds on AMC if you can. But uh, I got this also for you. Here's your dad joke of the week. Uh, so Derek, Bono and the edge walk into a bar and the bartender says oh no not you two again that was was pretty clever yeah oh where was the bar located where the streets have no name (laughs) you got right to the line and then jumped over it how many drinks did each of them order one How did they get to the bar? Mysterious ways. <laughs> please, please stop. Please stop. Derek, I will do this podcast with or without you. Is there any chance you might have a documentary for us this week? Derek Stocks! Derek Stocks! Party time! Excellent! Colonel Sanders. Slow down there, Chris. Was he finger-licking good? Oh, my, my, my. I can think of 11 reasons not to like that. <laughs> Two of which you know are salt and pepper. Oh, I heard about this. Oh my God, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. But I appreciate the effort. Back the truck up, hold it. You know, more than just white dudes. Two of my favorite things, Star Wars and beer. I'm I'm such a typical dad joke guy. I'm just like so bad, so lame. Okay, so Derek, we have had eight pop culture fantasy drafts so far where we draft a team, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we draft a team of three movies, three TV shows, three songs, and a personal pick, and then we send off our, our list to our, our panel of esteemed judges, Derek. And then they vote on the fa- their favorite, and then we reveal the winner. So, so far, of those eight, I'm up five to three. So, I won the drafts from 81, 82, 84, 85, and 88, and you won the drafts for 1980, 86, and 89. And as I mentioned... This time out, you and I are now going to draft a team from 1983. Then we'll only have 1987 left, so it should be interesting. So we got the we got to start things off with a coin flip. So we're going to flip a coin here. Derek, would you like to call it? What would you like? I'll take tails. You got it. Tails, it is. Congratulations. So you get the first pick in the 1983 pop culture fantasy draft. You can go any way you want, except for the personal pick. As you know, that's our last pick. But you right. can pick a movie. You can pick a TV show. You can pick a song, whatever you want. And once when someone picks it, like I say, it's a snake draft. We go back and forth. And once a pick uh, is taken, it's gone. It's off the board. The other person yep. can have it. So uh, how do you want to kick off the 1983 fantasy draft, my friend? Well, I, uh, I ha- I'm going to try something a little 
out of left field this time, but I'm not going to start my out of left field with the first pick. I'm going to go right to movies, as we often do, and I'm going to take Trading Places as my first pick. One of my favorite movies, by the way, of all time is Trading Places. I absolutely love that movie. And uh, I wouldn't I can imagine watching that one on AMC. <laughs> Be and one. no, I can't. Everything yeah, well, be cut out of that. Jamie Lee Curtis would have her shirt on the whole movie. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, I guess. Um, uh, I love Trading Places. It was great. Uh, I liked it when I was younger, and when it came out, I thought it was it was awesome. I've watched on VHS for years and stuff like that. That's a good pick. So, why why did you you, you mentioned something about coming on a left field? So you didn't come on. No, no, left my field first. There. Yeah, at this, I, I'm basically going to start the draft like I always do, but I got some I got some plans, I, and we'll we'll see how it plays out. But I just. I really, honestly, the last one we did, I thought, I thought, I, I thought it'd be close, and I thought I had it, and unfortunately, it just didn't go my way. And you know, I've I've lost a number of these drafts, and the first one really hurt because I think I really just misunderstood how how it was going to come together. So that one was totally on me. Then there's a few other ones where it was like, well, you know, you had some like, you know, there was some some strategy you had that I felt your team was just a better team than mine. But the one from the last draft we did, that one to me was the one that sort of hurt me the most. And I really thought I was going to win and I didn't. So I thought, you know what? You've already got five out of the 10 in your, you know, in your side, the best I can do at this point is tie. So I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm just going to try something a little bit, a little bit different, but not right now. I mean, I'm just, I figured I needed to pick a big movie right out of the gate. I figured trading places was probably high on your list. So if I didn't take it, it quick, was. you'd probably nab it. So yeah, and I mean it was a popular film. It made over ninety million dollars domestically. It finished fourth at the box office for that year, and uh, like I mean, it's it's got Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. You know, both when they yeah. were at the top of their game. Dan Aykroyd know? wishing he could be that skinny. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. No, I mean like, it's a really really good pick. Um, and movies are pretty important. So so with that note, I think I've got to go with the highest grossing movie of that year. I really got to go that way. I'm going to pick a movie too. I'm going to go with Return of the Jedi. And by the way. You know me, it, it's not Star Wars episode, whatever the hell it is, six or whatever they call it there. It is Return of the Jedi, and it is my first pick. I'll put that in uh, for my movie. So that was nice and quick, and back to you. Yeah, I uh, when we did uh, the 1980, like, Empire Strikes Back was absolutely yeah. the number one pick. There was no question. And I mean, I think when you ask most Star Wars fans and science fiction movie fans, like, Empire is their favorite, hands down. But I found with uh, with Jedi, especially over the years, as the the Star Wars franchise has continued to expand and expand and expand, Jedi gets a lot of crap from a lot of people. Like there's definitely undeservedly so. But well, I, I think the Ewoks sort of, in retrospect, people are a lot more critical of them than they were in the moment, and so that was why I didn't take Star Wars as my first pick. Is I thought, you know what? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a big movie, and if it was still on the board, I was taking it as my second pick. But uh, I just, uh, I guess, I do want to have a note on. on this to the Star Wars fans out there. I'm going with Return of the Jedi, as you know, in its original format. So when it first came out, the very final scene of that movie, I absolutely love when it go when it, when the when the the camera pans over to the forest and there's the ghost of Ben, and it pans back and you see the ghost of Yoda, and then it pans back further and you see the ghost of Anakin, but it's Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, and of course, since then George Lucas has gone in and superimposed uh, what's his name Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Oh, just awful, awful. He's ruined it. But I'm talking about the original, the original mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. It was quite good. I thought it was really good. And like I say, it made you know a hundred yeah, million dollars more than the second movie that year, which was Tootsie, which came out the year before because it came out in December the year before. So yep. yeah, I had to go with that one. So all right, I'm, what do you? Uh, I'm gonna go to over to TV shows mm-hmm. and uh, again uh, I found that uh, the last draft we did the TV show did not have a very deep bench right. but this one I felt there was a lot to, there's a lot to like here mm-hmm. but uh, I figure there's a couple sort of that are a little bit uh, a little bit more well known have a little bit more of that nostalgia factor so I'm going to start with, uh, with what I think was the most popular one of the year and that's the A-team yeah I mean that's a good pick and I think if there is a clear cut number one TV show and the other thing too we should mention is if if you're if you're not aware of the rules, the TV show had to debut in yes. 1983. So it's not like the most popular TV show in 1983, which would be something like Cheers or whatever it was. Right. No, it has to be it has to have debuted because otherwise, you know, Cheers could be multiple years, right? And that's why we did it. Right. But no, I think I think the A team is the clear cut winner there. There, I don't yeah. think that, I don't think TV is as deep as you think from this well, year. I, I, I got a few that I'm going to throw yeah. out there that I think I'm hoping will have some some nostalgic love from the judges. Um, 
But uh, again, TV shows I find are always the hardest in my mm. mind are always the hardest category. They I mean, can be tough. movies there's usually clearly these are six, seven, eight of the best movies, most popular movies. Songs again, there's usually a lot to choose from. But I find TV shows that's usually the real wild card. You anyway, usually, what are you doing, Chris? Yeah, and you usually kill me on songs when we do these drafts. Like you just you always thump me when it comes to music. TV, movies, those are a little bit more in my wheelhouse, but music not yeah. so much. So then I'm gonna maybe try and do something out of left field. I'm gonna flip down to songs right now. I'm gonna take a song for my for my next pick. Yep. And I think I went with the number one movie of the year. So I think I'm gonna go with the number one song of the year. And the album came out in June the uh, June seventeenth of nineteen eighty three, and that was Synchronicity. And I'm gonna go with Every Breath You Take by the yep. Police. I that's think a good that's pick. that's the way I want to go. There. I want to have a really really good because I think too because you pull stuff out of your butt when it comes to these songs and you're like you know the music a lot better than I do. So I think I need to have like a big song at the top just to be, give me a chance. So that's what I'll well, go. There you with. go. All right. That's a good pick. Yep. All right. I'm going to stick with TV shows because, okay. again, I think there's a couple of sort of bigger shows on the list. and uh, Trying to sew up the category a bit. Yep. Maybe. Okay, I'm makes going sense. with Webster. Ooh, Webster, which in some ways I'm going to – I'll put that on the list over here, Webster. Uh, in some ways I used to always think of Webster as being a bit of a knockoff of different strokes. Yeah. You know, like, you're, I mean, you're little, racist, you know, <laughs> just, I don't know. It was just my instinct at the time. I'm like, Webster, oh, you're just knocking off different strokes. This is a little guy. Right. But I mean, it also had Alex Karras and, um, and uh, Susan Clark and mm-hmm. she was in Porky's, you know? <laughs> so yeah, no, Webster's a pretty good pick. And I think a lot of people have some fond memories of it. Remember too, a big part of doing this draft, you were mentioning before, but like, you know, what's the strategy you got to take to try and win? And like, which ones do you pick first? Really? We're not trying to appeal to ourselves. We're not trying to appeal to each other. We're not trying to appeal to anyone listening to the podcast. We're trying to appeal to the judges. Like, they're the ones that make the picks, right? So, I mean, they got to keep that in mind, too. Okay, what do I do now? Mm, I have no TV shows, and I feel like I need to have a TV show. Even though I never watched this TV show, I think it was pretty enduring. And I think people will, uh, they'll at least recognize that it was an important TV show from that time. And I'm going to go with Mama's Family. It ran from 1983 to 1990. So, uh, like I said, do you ever watch any episodes of that? No. Well, maybe a couple here and there. Um, it was it Vicki Lawrence played Mama, right? Yeah. I mean, it was basically a spinoff of the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, it was it a sketch from sketch, the Carol Burnett show. And then they said, right. oh, we'll give it its own show. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was uh, it was um, Vicki Lawrence who played yeah. Mama. And, but yeah, I never really watched it or anything. It wasn't really my cup of tea. But I think it's, like, when I look at the, 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 the TV shows that are, debut and there's not a whole lot i don't think i mean like no, there's, I, there's, I, there's some but i mean now that you've taken off those two with the a-team yep. and webster i think oh, i better make a move here so there you go and again that's part of the draft too is you got to sometimes zig you got to sometimes zag yep you got to sometimes exactly. like you know take your opportunities when you can so i'm gonna go with mama's family so yep over okay. to you going back to movies okay good. and i don't like to take a lot of movies from the same genre, but I got to do it. So I'm taking another comedy. I'm taking National Lampoon's Vacation. That's a great pick, and it would have been my next pick. So just so you know. I was a little surprised you didn't go there, but then I was like, well, I think Chris might have to zig into the TV shows there. But Because uh, if you didn't, I had a, I may not have taken Mama's Family. I might have just tried to sew it up. But No, that's a good pick. Vacation was a, a great movie, and I re- it really, um, the first real National Lampoon movie was Animal House. You know, yeah. but vacation is one that I think is endured. And because it became, you know, we had all those sequels. I mean, European vacation wasn't great. Although, I mean, I like that one. I always it had its moments. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. Good. I thought the casting of the kids was a bad like yeah. I didn't feel that the children that they the actors that they cast in that sort of fit mm-hmm. as well. But um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, but no, I, I thought that one was OK. And then Christmas vacation. A lot of people like I'm not a big fan of that one. And Vegas vacation people like. But I think, hey, original... I took Christmas vacation in our what was it? 1989. Yes. Draft, and I won that year. So mm. Mm. now I'm starting to think, oh, what do I need to do here? Oh, boy. Um, mm. I don't <laughs> I think. No, I can't go back to there. Can I? Oh boy, what do I need to do? Uh, something totally different? No, I'm not going to do that. Let's go back to songs. 
believe it or not. And I'm going to go with another really, really popular song. Again, I I was around, I was 13 years old in 1983, so I remember, you know, some of the pop culture at that time. And one of the things was, this song was so popular, even though it came from a movie that wasn't very popular, but the song was, and that's Flashdance, What a Feeling by Irene Cara. And you got to remember back then, Irene Cara was big. You know, she was in fame in 1980 and then, you know, this movie came out a couple of years later. So I got, I mean, this song was humongous. So I'm going to go with that. So I'm going to go Flashdance. What a feeling. Are we, uh, sorry, I just want to double check this. Are we sure that that came out uh, in the right year? Yeah, no, because it, it was released. Oh yeah, April 1983. Okay, yeah, it was I'm released with the movie one. on the movie soundtrack. So we're yeah, gonna go. okay. Yeah. No, I thought I thought uh, I thought one of us had picked that in uh, in a previous draft. So okay, I must have overlooked that one. Sorry, my mistake. Nope. And, and that's really good that you mentioned that because the key here with songs is the songs couldn't be popular in 1983. It's not what it's about. The song has to be on an album that was released in 1983. So Correct. Good, yep. good on you for checking up on that. So All right. Yep. So okay. that was, sorry, I'm just writing these down. That was your fourth pick, right? Uh, that's pick. correct. So yeah, it's over to you for Four. pick number five. Okay. And you have two movies and two TV shows and no songs yet. So it's uh, it's over to you, my friend. Okay. Uh, back to movies. All right. Sewing it up right here, right now. I'm taking the beloved classic, A Christmas Story. Oh, what a great Which might have still been around. I wasn't sure if that was at the top of your list, but I just need that nostalgia factor. I think a lot of people are going to see it, recognize it, love it. And uh, I kind of had it earmarked for my personal pick. So did I, but I, I, and I I thought, oh, it'll probably slip and I can probably pick it up there. So I'll have to take it off there. But uh, now that does give you the freedom to stay away from the movie category, but I already have two TV shows and you already have two songs. So I, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think this will be an interesting. You've uh, sewed up movies now, so. Oh, boy, yeah, so there's no sense in me taking movies because that just doesn't make sense from a draft point of view because you've sewed it up. So, oh, my goodness gracious. So i got to go back to TV shows. i got two songs. We've had issues before with with long-running TV shows yep. that start in a certain year. Yep. And so picking you've them got, yep. has kind of come back and bitten us in the butt a couple of times. So I'm really leery to go here. So I think instead, I'm going to go with something that I was a bit of a fan of, you know, in 1983 when it came out. But I still think, like, remember, too, like, we, we got to look back on 1983 and think, okay, what, which, which list best represents 1983 in pop culture? And I know this sounds crazy because it's animated, but I'm going to go with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yeah. That, that was my next pick if you didn't take it. And I'm going to go the other way on this and pick the one that you just passed on. At least I assume the one you just passed on. And I am picking, again, I'm going that nostalgia factor, a beloved favorite of so many people, The Reading Rainbow. Ooh, good for you. That Was, was, was that the one you were no. looking at? No, because okay. Reading Rainbow ran from 1983 a long time up to 2006. 2006, yeah. Um, there was another one, I think, that I know what you were... There was two that I looked at that started in 83 that had very long runs, and I was like, well, I don't know if those are just, you know, the landmine you don't step on or yeah. not. Yeah, the other one I was thinking of, and I'm, you know, I can mention now, because you've, you've now sewn up movies yep. and, and TV shows. I was thinking of Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, yeah because I mean, it started one. in 83, and I thought, oh, man. That, and it's, there's still something about Wheel of Fortune, even though it's still running, it just has this 80s vibe about it. I don't know. It's just, it seems like a kind of an 80s thing. It's just kind of stuck in the past. Oh, Reading Rainbow was definitely on my list. It was a bit lower on the list. I have a TV show that I really want to take, but I just don't know if enough people. It's funny enough, the, the TV show that, I, that I'm thinking about taking, I mentioned in, um, in class today. For those of you that don't know, during the day, for my day job, I don't podcast for a living. Derek and I don't no. podcast for them. Wait, we don't get paid for this? We've been doing it all this time for free? We're not millionaires from this. And so I was in lecture hall today. I'm a professor during the day. I'm in lecture hall today. I'm talking about this one TV show and everybody looked at me like I had three heads. So they, they don't know this. So I don't think I, I could go there. I don't think any of your students are judges on our panel, though. No, so. they're not. But oh, boy. Um, what was the show? Come on. I've already picked my TV show. Tell the me. The show I was thinking of was uh, Bob Ross, The Joy of Painting. Oh, geez. I didn't I, even have that on my scouting. That's a yeah, good pick. 1983 I mean, that's a terrible pick. Don't take yeah. that. And then and my students are like, what the hell is that? But I wonder, like, like to me, like, it's 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 an enduring show. I love that show a lot. But I don't think it's something that you necessarily identify with 1983. 
you know, so that's why I kind of struggle with it. So you know what? I'm going to do something that's completely different because I know you have to go to songs. So yeah. I got to take a song here yeah. because that's just from a drive. Yeah, I, I think I screwed that up. But anyway, and yeah, I, I I'm going exactly. to go. There was an album that came out in September of 1983 and it was called Faster Than the Speed of Light. It was from Bonnie Tyler. And, and the song I'm picking is Total Eclipse of the Heart. That is not where I thought you were going with yeah. that. But when I think of that song, like I think of the 80s. And the other thing I really like, and the, the reason why I think this, this this song might resonate with some of the judges is, have you ever seen the movie? And uh, this is, I know this is newer and out of my my uh, my comfort zone. But you ever seen the movie Old School? Not only have I seen it, it is the next new movie I'm going to have you watch. So there's a I've got scene. It, literally, oh, it's the top of my list. That's so awesome because... It's it, it's a bit of a throwback to those '80s comedies, and there's a scene in it where uh, they're at a wedding, and there's a band that's playing. It's called the Dan Band, and they're playing Total Eclipse of the Heart. But he, they put in like these swear words. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. It makes me laugh. So I think as a result of the Dan Band doing that, it's made that song kind of, you know, have a new life. You know, to a different generation, to the millennial generation. So it's so I'm gonna go with that. Total, a bit of a bit of a weird pick, maybe, but uh, but for me, wow. it's it's from 1983, so I'll go with it. Yep. All right, I, I I'll be honest, I hate that song. It wasn't even on my list. Mm. So okay, we've done six picks. I have three shows, TV shows, and three movies. No so songs, this, which is you're right. You're that was my different, that was my zig. Wow. I was when but I you put can the do songs, that because you're so good with songs, so you can pull that off. Well, and honestly, I knew every breath you take was going to be the first song, whichever of us draft into the song category that was going to be the first one no question and i thought i'll give you that you you picked two songs that were not on my short list so i'm fine i mean they're good songs but i'm like they weren't on my list but i i felt that the 1983 songs had such a deep bench of strong picks mm-hmm. that i could afford to give you free reign of the category mm, good if point. you wanted to pick all three which you did mm-hmm. before i got in there i was going to give that to you because i felt that i could still at least equal your picks with whatever three I'm left with. And I actually, it hurts me a little that you chose two that weren't on my short list. Cause now my short list still has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs on it. Mm-hmm. And I've got to narrow that down to three, but uh, I'm going to go with the one that I, I honestly, I can't believe you passed on. Um, it is my pick right before I blurred out. What yes, I'm doing it is. It's, it's over to you. You're going to take yeah. a song. I'm assuming. I can't believe that you didn't take legs by ZZ top from the eliminator album. Oh, very cool. I, uh, I was sure that was going to be a Chris pick, and I thought, well, I'm going to give that one up. But uh, no, I got to take that as my first song. Yeah, no, that actually works because you, it was released in March of, of 1983. So, yeah, that one escaped me. I, I thought it was in a different year. I don't know why I thought it was 1984 for some reason. Nice. So Good for you. So you're taking legs by ZZ Top. That's a great pick. Oh, yeah. Look at you. So. Thank you. Good. All right. So what are you going to do now? Are you going to, I mean, it doesn't matter because I can't step on your toes. Do you want to sew up the TV category and pick your last one? Or do you want to just jump back into movies first? I don't know. What do I want to do here? I think I got to go back to movies because I mean, I need another movie, right? So now I have Return of the Jedi and I took that one too because I thought then I got, there's a couple of good comedies. I think I'm going to go with, this is the hard part of the draft too, right? Well, you don't really, you're not really sure what you want to go with here. I think I'm going to go with Splash. Yeah, I thought that was, I'm like, this is going to be a Chris pick for sure. I mean, I I also had considered uh, Splash as one of my personal picks. It's, it's one of Tom Hanks' early movies and Daryl mm-hmm. Hannah's in it and stuff. But the thing is, if you've seen this movie and I know you're not a big fan of it, but I think that from, the, from a judge's perspective, I think that it might resonate with them because it's one of those kind of Gen X comedy movies. It's, it's, I don't know, in some ways it's kind of special. So I'm going to go with Splash. I like that one. Yep. Nice. I'm cool with it. I need a comedy to offset Return of the Jedi too, so. Okay. I've, again, I've got this long, long list and even a, a, a not so short, short list here. Oh, these are all great songs, but it's like. I, I'm honestly, I'm not really sure which one to jump into next. I you always do so good on these songs. I tell you. Well, and so many big artists had like iconic songs that came out this year, but it's like I always seem to keep pulling from the same artists year after year, and I don't necessarily know if that's always been helping me. But uh, you know what? I think I think I have to go with 
you know, one of the most famous pop songs from 1983. And I'm going with Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper. It was a huge hit. It's got a lot of staying power. They play it nonstop on the 80s channels. And I haven't picked anything from Cyndi on any of the previous drafts. I mean, this album was so big, it had a lot of singles. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Well, I mean, she didn't really have much else to pick from. You mentioned you haven't done anything else in in other uh, drafts on her, and there's probably a reason for that, right? Well, that first album was just so big, but I've got like five or six of my other artists on here. It's like they they had albums before 83. They've had albums since 83. A couple of them I've like, like Madonna's on this list. I'm considering Billy Idol's on the list. I'm considering uh, David Bowie's on the list. Uh, you know, like these are all bands that Duran Duran's on the list. Like they've mm-hmm. all had so many songs and I've already pulled songs from some of those artists on previous drafts so it's like i really got to figure out what i'm gonna do with my last song pick but in any case what uh where are you going next chris are you gonna finish up your tv shows or your movies first mm, i guess i gotta do uh movies or tv shows so i've got return of the jedi and splash and i think the other movie that i really like from that year and it's very nostalgic is war games so i'm gonna go with that one We've reviewed that. that movie. We reviewed that one, yeah. And, and I like that movie. And to me, when I think back to 1983, I think back to things like global thermonuclear war, which is a mm-hmm. huge threat during the Cold War. And that movie was very popular at the box office, too. Like, mm-hmm. it, it finished, mm-hmm. you know, in the top five at the box office. So, I, I, yeah, I think i got to go with that one. It, it finished, you know, with like almost $80 million finishing the fifth spot. So... Yeah, I think it was popular then. I think it's still popular now with, uh, with you know, Gen Xers looking back. So, yeah, I'll go with War Games. Also nice. The movies. Yeah. I, th- I thought you might have taken Scarface, but, uh, again, it's more of, the although it's about a, a well-known, it's sort of niche. Like, yeah. not everybody loves it as much as, as some people do. The other movies I was considering was Octopussy and Risky Business. Both of those, I, I yeah. thought of them. And then I, but I thought, ah, oh, there's some other good comedies there. And yep. But, no, I've got good comedy with Splash. I'm happy with it. So, yeah, War Games, I'm happy with. I'll go with that. All right. Okay. I, I got a I got a tough call to make. I'll read you the songs on my short list. You obviously, don't say anything until I pick. But this is the songs I'm considering for my okay. short list. Karma Chameleon by The Culture Club, The Reflex by Duran Duran, Holiday by Madonna, Sunglasses at Night, Corey Hart, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This by The Arrhythmics, and Love Is a Battlefield, <laughs> Pat Benatar, and Let's Dance by David Bowie. Now I've had I picked Bowie and Pat Benatar and Madonna on previous drafts i think i've had madonna like three times i mean there's a reason that she's as famous and and popular as she is like she's a fantastic artist but and holiday one of her very first hits and of course was then repurposed for the holiday rap not that that's a pick i could do in this draft but uh, okay so i have i have zz top legs and i have girls just want to have fun uh, I think, again, I'm sort of thinking like what were the biggest songs of 1983? And again, I think one that's got staying power is Sweet Dreams Are Made of These by uh, by, by the Arrhythmics. I think I got to go with that as my nine, my number that's nine That's a pick, great pick. That song. would have been the next one on my list too, like after the three I took. Yeah. That's a good pick. So, Yeah. And I mean, believe me, there's a lot of other great songs. All Night Long, Lionel Richie, Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes, uh, Talking in Your Sleep, The Romantics. Like, there's so many good songs still. I, I just, I'm writing them all down going, wow, there are a lot of, like, huge, Keep Feeling Fascination, Human Leaf. Like, tons of songs from 1983. I, I knew that this was a very, very deep bench in the songs category. So I was also right. thinking about, uh, like, Straight from the Heart. By Brian Adams, because I'm, you know, Canadian. And also another one that stood out to me was Photograph by Def Leppard. Yeah, a bit of a yeah. Head, so. I had Rock of Ages by Def Leppard yeah. on my list because I thought it might be just a little bit well known. And I was worried that people, if they saw the song Photograph, might think of the um, Nickelback song Photograph. And I didn't want them to not vote for my list because they thought for some reason that I was referring to a song from the 2000s instead of a song from 1983 because, you know, strange things. So I'm going to go with the TV show here over to me. And like I mentioned, you know, I was thinking about going Wheel of Fortune, but I think Wheel of Fortune went ran from 1983 till present day. So it, I think a lot of people might not identify it with the eighties, but uh, I'm going to go with Bob Ross, the joy of painting. I'm going to go that way because I think people still identify that as being an eighties kind of thing. It's very, it's a very eighties thing. Yeah. (laughs) Even his, his set, you know, that he had it in, it was like this little tiny, like, it was just basically an easel in him. <laughs> like it was just so, you know, you know, simple that it was yeah. very eighty. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Bob Ross, The Joy of Painting. For nice. My, uh, my no, I think that's. Show. I think it's yeah. a good nostalgia yeah, pick. I think people will. Uh, people who know it are gonna love it. Because like All I right. said, we do want to represent 1983. 
you know, so mm-hmm. we had to go mm-hmm. with that. All right, so it's over to you for your personal pick. Now, with a personal pick, the rule is you can pick a TV show, you can pick a movie, you can pick a song, any one of the ones that you want, but it needs to be kind of personal to you in some way, something that you yep. kind of resonates with you. So uh, what do you want to go with? I think I have to go with TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've narrowed it down to two, and I haven't, I'm, I'm literally going to just sort of talk through it for a second. So in 1983, the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon debuted Ooh, on Saturday yes, mornings. And as a huge Dungeons & Dragons nerd, this show was just, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's basically like kids today who read comic books can go out and watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe and see their comic book come to life on a big movie screen. Uh, when we were little and we played Dungeons and Dragons, this was the, the closest thing we got was here's this cartoon that that was loosely based on the game where you got to see the, the characters on the show that were based on the characters you could create, fight the monsters you see in the books. And and so it gave us that uh, that outlet. But again, it, it only ran, although it ran for a couple of seasons, they only did a limited number of episodes and it's, it's a very niche show. So I don't necessarily know, uh, you know, again, it's gotta be a personal pick, but at the same time, I wanna get something that maybe they'll a little more broad appeal. So my other one that I think I'm, I'm talking myself into taking is my all-time favorite game show ever is Press Your Luck. Big bucks, big bucks, no whammy, oh, yeah. stop. Press Your Luck, which they've uh, tried to relaunch. I think they did a version of it in like the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. and then now they've re- they've gone back to the original 1983 set, but they've just changed all the, the dollar values and they made it all digital. Um, so again, I think it's one of those ones that maybe has has had a shelf life and people are starting to remember it a little better new people are starting to rediscover it a little more so i i think that's where mm-hmm. i'm going i'm going to take press your luck at from tv as you know my all-time favorite game show and you know how much i love game shows you, you know, like game, shows. game shows but i i've and the, it has that 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 um urban legend that's that's actually true about the guy who learned how to cheat on yep. the show and he ended up winning 100 yep. grand which he i've did. actually watch those episodes they aired them one time as a special they had to do it over two two shows because the guy just went on on and on and on and on it was it was awesome so yeah press your luck that's definitely my personal pick yeah the original with peter tamarkin is the way to go you're right they they've had a couple of incarnations since and they're just not the same they tried changing the set didn't work they've tried going back to the original set still doesn't work but the fact that they've sort of reinvented that show a couple times maybe will keep things fresh in people's yeah. minds and might gain you a couple of votes. Okay, so for my personal pick, there's no question here. I gotta go with a movie. And I'm Canadian and I love comedy movies and we have reviewed this movie on the podcast before and I'm going with the 1983 comedy film Strange Brew. Nice. With the McKenzie brothers. Bob the McKenzie. SCTV sketch made into a film. Even if you're not Canadian, you've heard of this movie you know, of the McKenzie brothers. So it's my personal, I love that movie <laughs> for nice. so many reasons. It's very strong. Oh God, it's good. Go back and listen to the, the episode where you and I did and some of the quotes in it, like, you know, say be a beer, hey, and all that stuff. Oh, I got to yeah. go with it. So it's, it's definitely a uh, strange brew. So yeah. that's pretty, do you want me to run down our list? So yeah, yeah. I was going to say one, one other thing I was, and not that, I, so our, the draft is done, but one of the other ones I was considering as a personal pick, just yeah. sort of out of left field a bit was the movie Blue Thunder. Oh, with that's Roy a Scheider. good one. Roy Scheider with the, yeah, uh, the helicopter. That, that, that was, was a, a movie, movie. that, uh, that and I've good. recently rewatched it. It's not, it, it, it's, it, I don't want to say it holds up because it's very 80s, but considering it was sort of trying to be like a little futuristic and, and technologically advanced, it was all about like surveillance and stuff was a big key part of the movie. It's, it was, it was a fun little movie, but uh, again, it's pretty obscure. And I think, I think I'm, I'm better off to go with what I did with mm-hmm. my press your luck. It definitely press your luck has had a bigger impression on me than Blue Thunder, but th- wow. that was in the mix for a half a second. Blue Thunder was a good movie. Okay. So for me, for my three movies, I went with return of the Jedi splash and war games. And your three movies were trading places National Lampoon's Vacation and A Christmas Story. Two strong lists, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, TV shows, I went with Mama's Family, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and Bob Ross, The Joy of Painting. And your TV shows were The A-Team, Webster and Reading Rainbow. I got news for you, buddy. I killed you in that category. (laughs) Uh, Songs, I went with Every Breath You Take by The Police, Flashdance, What a Feeling by Irene Cara and Total Eclipse of the Heart, Bonnie Taylor. And you went with Legs, Easy Top, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, and Sweet Dreams. And my personal pick was Strange Brew, and your personal pick was Press Your Luck. 
a TV show. So nice, nice. So I think we did pretty good. Yeah, yeah I think some pretty it. good picks on both yeah. of those lists. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have to wait and see what the the judges uh, how the judges uh, rule on this one. And the winner of this draft, of course, gets our trophy, the Funko Fonzie. Moves over to them. And I'm currently winning five to three. So we will see uh, what happens next. But in the meantime, let's have some fun with Caveman. Okay, so for this week, what I've got lined up for you is it's a little bit of a game that we play around here. It goes a little bit like this. falsetto <laughs> it's so bad oh my God. it is what it is man <laughs> okay. just embrace it embrace okay. it so this is the game rock the quote and the idea is i'm going to give you a movie quote and you just have to guess the movie it comes from very simple to do, okay right? and of course all the the movie quotes come from movies from 1983 so it should be pretty simple right well, I hope so. And I got, I mean, I've got my draft list here of the movies from yeah, my So even though I haven't seen them all and I haven't seen many of them in a long time, I'm hoping that it's sort of like a little cheat sheet might help me. Ah, man, you are going to kill these. These are easy. Okay. First quote from a 1983 film. Just name the film. Say hello to my little friend. That is Scarface. Indeed. Al Pacino is Tony <laughs> Montana. I should have said that was from Octopussy. Then you'd have to bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Do you want to play a game? Oh, that's uh, that's War Games. Yes, Joshua the computer said that to, yep. to Matthew Roderick. Okay. You'll shoot your eye out. What movie is that from? from oh, well, that was from one of my picks, A Christmas Story. Of course. Lots of people said that in that movie. There was like the department store Santa you know, and all the other people. His parents. <laughs> yep. The Red Rider carbon, Carbine Action 200 Shot Range Model Air Rifle. Okay. With a compass in the stock. All right, here's one. I am your father, Luke. Give in to the dark side of the force, you knob. Well, I was going to say Return of the Jedi, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe it was from... Jeez. I, I, I want to say... Uh, Spaceballs, but I don't even think that was 83. Spaceballs. No, it was from uh, Strange Brew. Remember, oh, then yes. Like, yes. He saw a Jedi 17 times, eh? Yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. Here's one. He was wearing my Harvard tie. Can you believe it? My Harvard tie. Like, oh, sure, he went to Harvard. Yeah, that was from my first pick, Trading Places. Dan Aykroyd as Lewis Winthorpe III said that line. Okay, here's, here's a great one. I love this one. Fastest chicken in the South. Oh, I just watched that. That was um, Burt Reynolds, the race car one. Um, stroke race. Yes, Clyde Torkel Chicken, the chicken spit special. Oh, so good. All right, here's one. But sir... It's wafer thin. Or as I think he says in the movie, it's wafer thin. Wafer thin. Yeah, that was uh, Money Python's The Meaning of Life. See, I told you you're going to do good. All right. Yeah. Oh, man, there is nothing finer than being behind the wheel of your own car, except maybe for Hmm. I'm just going to take a guess. Is it risky business? <laughs> Oh, not a bad guess. No, it's from Christine. Oh, Deep again, Gordon. I should have said Octopussy. No. Damn oh. <laughs> question in a row. That would have been the perfect answer. And the funny thing is, is that you can say Octopussy, but you can't say It's funny how they bleep it out. Go figure. Okay. Sometimes you just got to say what the f I think that one was risky business. Yeah. It was said by both Tom Cruise and Curtis Armstrong. By the yeah, way, see, Curtis Armstrong, one of the greatest actors of 80s comedies. 
Booger. Oh my God, he was great. Well, and he's he's been doing voice work on American Dad for like 15 years now. So the guy's still collecting a paycheck. Oh yeah, he's still working. Okay, last one. This is a good one. Mom, I'm going to rip off your head and down your neck. First of all, by the way, movies from 1983 had a lot of bad words in them. Yes. I, I couldn't even scrape together 10 movie quotes from 1983 without swear words in them. So, do you know which movie that one's from? Um, ooh. Well, I got to take a guess. It's probably, it's got to be a comedy. Let me, from, let me do it in the voice, wait, okay? Well, can I, I can do it in the voice. Yeah, okay. Mom, I'm going to rip off your head and down your neck. Yeah, that doesn't help me. I'm going to just guess and say Mr. Mom. Dude, it's from Dr. Detroit. I've never seen it. Clifford Scridlow's. I thought you had seen Dr. Detroit. No, I've never seen it. Oh, you admit, because you, one, one of the previous shows I've ever mentioned, you're like, Dr. Who, who, Dr. Detroit. You knew the song. I know the song. That's all I know. Oh, my God. He, he threatens mom. And then I love it. The final credits. Okay. You always talk about sticking around and watching the final credits, like in those MCU movies, you know, because there's like an Easter egg thing at the end. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. the end of Dr. Detroit, you got to stick around. Because during the credits, and then it says, the doctor returns in Dr. Detroit 2, the wrath of mom. It's like so awesome. Oh, my, oh God. I can't believe you've never seen Dr. Detroit. Never man. seen it. I, it's oh. not, and it's not available on the streamers. I've been looking for it. Oh, was, it's, you gotta remember, that was the first movie that, that Ackroyd did after Belushi died. Audiences kind of rejected it because they were like, oh, you can't do anything without Belushi. You know, it was a real, I like Dr. Detroit. I thought it was quite funny. So, all right, we're going to send off our fantasy draft list to our esteemed panel of judges who we love so much and they're going to vote and then next time out we're going to announce the winner we're going to see who gets possession of the old Funko Fonzie trophy over here but next time that we get back we also have to go with a movie from this year 1983 so it's over to me so I'm going to pick a movie and I'm going to go with a very young but still very funny and very talented Tom Hanks I'm going to go with Splash so it's Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah I, I have a real soft spot for this movie. I love this movie a lot. And I think a lot of Gen Xers out there like this movie too. We're going to find out next week when we come back. Uh, Derek, you've seen Splash. I feel like you've mentioned on a previous podcast you didn't like it that much. Is that right or am I yeah, wrong Yeah, so I have seen it. I haven't seen it in oof, 15 years or more, probably closer to 20. I've, I think I've only seen it once or twice. I did not see it in the theater. I was way too young. I definitely saw it on home video. I was probably a teenager at the time. I I just I remember not really caring for it when I watched it in the let's say late 80s early 90s so yeah I I mean I'll certainly go back and give it a rewatch uh not with completely fresh eyes because I I think I remember the broad strokes pretty well but uh yeah we'll give it a go and we'll come back and talk about it next week maybe uh maybe it's aged nicely and Mm -hmm. uh and I'll think it's fantastic, but who knows? We will see. I think they're, you know, they're, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting conversation. I, I hope that you're going to like it, you know, as much as I did. Um, like, again, like you, I haven't seen it in a while, so it'll be interesting to go back and watch it. But I, I have very fond memories of this movie, so I hope it holds up. But I guess we'll find out next time. So, but until next time, my name is Chris McBrien. That is Derek Myers. And I want to say thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show.